Welcome back to another session of Better Podcasting Chats with me. Hello, I'm SP. This is a streamed and recorded casual conversation with hobby and passion podcasters to share their experience, knowledge, joy, and enthusiasm of podcasting. Better Podcasting is a project by Stephen John Drew and myself to help hobby and passion podcasters start their podcasts and make their existing projects better. That's why we came up with the name Better Podcasting. It is our hope that bringing on new voices from hobby and passion podcasting spaces with different viewpoints will help others just as much as listening to Stephen and myself. And thank you very much to Felicity Azura from the Pro Cuddle Hustle podcast for joining me in the previous chat. You can check out Felicity at her link tree, Pro Cuddle Hustle. And thank you very much to Daniel Smith from the Coffee in Space podcast for tweeting the great photo of him with the better podcasting mug he asked for. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Now, to demonstrate what a hobby or passion podcast is, for the next few moments, I'm going to talk about my passion, which is space. So in the past week, SpaceX continues preparations for the Starship orbital flight test pending FAA certification. Elon Musk tweeted this past week that SpaceX will be ready to launch Starship in a few weeks. Then launch timing depends on FAA license approval. Assuming that takes a few weeks, first launch attempt will be near end of third week of April, a.k.a. dot dot dot. Yes, he's referring to 420, and for those that might not know, there is a certain holiday unofficial that's associated with 420, and I think that's what he was getting at, but uh, we'll just leave that on the table from you, whatever, take it for what you want. The largest rocket ever is going to be launching soon. On the NASA side of the house on Wednesday, March 15, 2023, NASA and Axiom Space unveiled the new lunar spacesuits. Other than being mostly black with blue and orange highlights, they look surprisingly like spacesuits. We'll see how they look on the lunar surface in a few years. Relativity Space is scheduled to launch its 80% 3D printed Terran 1 rocket. It was supposed to be tomorrow. It's going to be Thursday morning due to a weather delay, March 23rd, 2023 at 7.45 a.m. Eastern Time. I'll update everyone next week on the outcome of this scheduled event. Hopefully it'll be a success. If not, I like explosions too, as long as nobody's hurt. So either way, I win. Now for the next hour, I'm chatting with a husband and wife podcasting team. Julian is currently taking a bilingual psychology degree specializing in cognitive neuroscience at York University in Toronto. Currently, he is gaining exposure to developmental disorders, working as a residential counselor for youth with autism. Gianna is a PhD student at the University of Toronto's Dalla Lana School of Public Health, hopefully I got that right, specializing in social and behavioral health sciences. Together, they run Psychology with My Wife, a podcast devoted to making psychology accessible and easier to understand for all. Welcome to the chat, Julian and Gianna. <laughs> Hi. Hello. You guys just recently started a podcast. And when you recently, and when you start a podcast, not recently, when you start a podcast, the only thing you really have is your integrity. So, how did you feel about lying to your audience for the first 10 episodes? <laughs> <laughs> 
you know what? I don't think, I think our first episode we recorded like. At least three times. Yeah. And then so just not, deleted yeah. it. <laughs> We're like, no, we can't, we can't put that out there for anyone to listen to. So I guess that means we're pretty comfortable lying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's great. That's actually something that we advocate on Better Podcasting is to record three episodes or so. Get your format down, get your flow down and everything, get comfortable and then record your first episode. But what I'm referring to is you guys weren't married yet. The title of the show was Psychology with My Wife. (laughs) We did address that in the first episode. Yes, I think, right? I yeah, think so, I mean, yeah. I think that we said, like, almost. Yes. <laughs> almost my wife. <laughs> yeah, we're just a little impatient, I think. Yeah. It was uh, over COVID, so we're stuck in a, a condo together. Need yeah. something to do. Exactly, and we started posting in May, so just about a month and a half before we actually did get married. So then when we did get married, we were like, officially i'm actually the wife this podcast is legitimate (laughs) yeah the complete with the sweatshirt and everything yeah (laughs) yeah you'll have to go see their show for what i'm talking about now so you talked about it was during covid you were in a condo stuck together is that what inspired you to start podcasting or was there something else so uh, i actually had gotten hired to produce and host a podcast just in the local community we're from. And it was a podcast having conversations with youth in the community about their experiences using like nicotine products and stuff. And so Julian helped me out with that. We did it when we were back in Alberta, where we're originally from. And so we filmed like six episodes in one day. And it was really a chaotic but fun experience. And so he was there with me the whole day filming all of these episodes back to back. And after that, we were like, that was really fun to do together. Yeah. I think we borrowed equipment to use that, obviously, someone. And then I think it was like two days later, we bought our own equipment. (laughs) We're doing this. All right. So you liked it enough that you wanted to do it. I got a question for you guys, and this has been a conversation that's been in the space a lot in the last few months, because a lot of people are associating video shows with podcasts. Do you guys consider the podcast having to have video, or do you know that the real quote-unquote definition is supposed to be audio, but yet you also do video? So do you guys want to address that? Is, Is it video show for you? I think it's mostly audio. There's a couple points that we, I think we've just been trying to like integrate communication back and forth with like a community. Obviously we don't have a community yet, but (laughs) we're attempting to like facilitate some type of community by having the video show and then having stuff on the screen, but still makes sense with just the audio. Mm -hmm. Okay. So your primary purpose is just to do the audio show but you're supplementing it with video and you're just calling it all a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, So to add to that, I think one of the key reasons that we wanted to include the video was so that we would have video clips to post onto our Instagram account, just because I have found quite a few podcasts through seeing like their reels come up of them on the podcast, discussing whatever they're Mm -hmm. talking about. And so I thought with how reels were doing really well on Instagram that it made sense to try and 
utilize that platform as well to put our content out there? Yeah, I've done that off and on. I'm doing it right now with the Strange New Worlds fan cast that I'm guesting on. Uh, we're making video clips. It's an audio only show. There is no video version of the show. But since we connect using StreamYard, we're also able to capture that video. And then I'm in the editing bay. I'm able to make those video clips that we're able to share on the Twitter account that my co-host Shannon has. And that she likes doing that. So yeah, I would agree that having the short video clips helps with promotion. I would, I would definitely agree with that. And uh, I use DaVinci. I do the editing and I use DaVinci Resolve and I like it. Obviously I haven't used anything else, but I have no problem with it. And when we first started, we actually had three cameras. So we used, <laughs> we used uh, both our iPhones and we had a GoPro. And so we had the main shot and then one shot on each of us. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we thought we were going to be real fancy. Like slick every time. Yeah. <laughs> every time someone talks. But then it got to the point I was like, I don't know if this is actually adding anything. <laughs> it does, depending on how much your audience, how big your audience is and how clean you want to edit the show and stuff like that. But if you're just building and it takes a lot less time just to go with the one shot. And I hate jump cuts, so I like to do blends instead of jump cuts mm -hmm. when I'm editing, because audio is my primary product. So I'm okay with the blend, but I just want to stay away from the jump cuts, because I hate jump cuts, so I just don't do it. But uh, DaVinci Resolve is a decent editor. My co-host, Steven, on Better Podcasting has started using that. I've used Vegas Edit. 19 now i want is they've changed name so i keep on wanting to say vegas pro but it's vegas edit 19 that i've been using which is a professional grade editor for windows and i've been using that for a while he decided to go well i want to try davinci resolve because it's supposed to be as good as the professional stuff now mm -hmm. and so far there are some stuff that he wishes was in there but so far he says and we have yet to do a full review but so far he says it's it's pretty good so Good choice. Yeah, no. And obviously, we're just starting a podcast, so I don't feel like, I don't even know how much a, a paid professional program would be even. <laughs> it's a few hundred dollars. We both, both Stephen and I also fly drones, so we deal with the drone footage as well. So we have all that as well. So that's what's inspired you to podcast, to be together, to mimic other shows, and, and that you started doing a podcast before. What excites you today to do podcasting? I think it's that time together when we're filming. It's actually such a highlight for us of being able, especially these last few months, we've been really busy. So I'm actually pregnant right now. And Ooh, congrats. Thank you. <laughs> and we recently moved. And so there was a lot of chaos going on in that. And now that we're settled in our new place, we were so excited to sit down and film an episode because it just kind of turns everything else off. Mm -hmm. And you get to have that like deep conversation with one another about a topic that you both really enjoy and are passionate about. And you're not thinking or talking about anything else. So I, yeah. at least for me, it's really getting to have that time together where you're just focused on that yeah I, I definitely didn't notice it until we didn't do it for a little bit that how fun it actually was mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so let's talk about the hiatus because you guys came back with a December episode and you really haven't, you were off air for a little bit and now you haven't come back and it's the end of March. As far as I know, this is kind of your first foray that's going to be published. Maybe you filmed something and that isn't out yet. Anyway, are you comfortable with the hiatus that you took, especially because real life has thrown you curveballs or just real life stuff? You comfortable with that? Yeah, uh, we just filmed an episode last week yeah. and it's uh coincidentally on mental capacity <laughs> so just like balancing between the work and we know that this is right now especially it's just a hobby and we enjoy doing it and we don't need to make it feel like a job that we don't want to do today we're just having fun with it at this point so I don't have any problem with the hiatus. Mm -hmm. I think when we first started, we put a little bit of pressure on ourselves that, okay, we're going to do this podcast. We're going to upload an episode every week. And so we pre-filmed how many? 10 episodes or so? Yeah. Around 10 episodes because we were going to be flying back to Alberta for our wedding. And so (laughs) we were like, We want to have episodes posting while we're gone during our Mm -hmm. wedding and everything. So we pre-filmed a whole bunch. And then during the summer, we kept filming. And then it just kind of became like, okay, we had a death in our family and then became pregnant and then moved. And so we were like, it's okay that it's not the (laughs) the priority. We just want it to be fun and so there was a little bit of guilt i will admit that i felt a little guilty of being and maybe a little embarrassment too being like oh we came out like guns ablazing we were ready to go uploading weekly and then kind of bloop <laughs> fell off track and i think especially both of us being in academia there's a certain like academic guilt <laughs> that attaches to falling off work that you committed to in that sense. And mm-hmm. so I think now we're just really wanting to make sure that we keep it in a mental space where this is something fun for us to do and that we don't let stress us out or associate guilt with. The number one thing that we say any hobby or passion podcaster has to have is have fun and passion for their show. Otherwise, it's just going to be too much and you fall off that cliff like many do. It used to be like the seven episode quitters out there that there was statistics out there that said seven episodes, but it's somewhere in the first year that it's just mm-hmm. too much work. And then you say, no, the thing that we say in better podcasting to keep you going for a few years, few months, few, whatever is to have fun. So it's great to hear you guys say that, that you are doing this and you just want to have fun. And that's your priority. One thing, two things that you said that I don't think we covered. So we did a episode about hiatuses on better podcasting right before we took our hiatus to explain it. I don't think we covered guilt and embarrassment. That's keen insight because that's why this show was born is because I felt those things too, for the better podcasting audience. So I'm like, I need to give something back to them because they like the show and the community so much. So I started better podcasting chats with SB out of the guilt and embarrassment of the hiatus that it was taking so long even though i knew we needed to take the hiatus because real world stuff was out there i'm like i need to do something so that's kind of why the show was born and that's great keen insight i love that 
what you've said and it rings so true to me and it rings probably true to every single podcaster that's taken a hiatus. It's like, I feel so guilty and embarrassed and I, for my audience, for me, for my audience, and I, I just need to get back. So I'm glad you two seem so well adjusted about it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, we definitely kind of changed our mindset a little bit too. I think we even like were told by people, I was looking online, it's like, well, one episode a week is a pretty big commitment. Maybe just start with something else and see where it goes. But I think roughly we've decided maybe one a month right now because a lot of the content is the content I'm learning in school. And that's what makes it fun for me. Mm-hmm. And we have these conversations. So I, we almost use it as like a catalog or like an online resume for content. <laughs> If that makes sense. Yeah, that's great. So this is something I haven't asked on the show yet before, but I wanted to ask you is that you saw a post I made on podcast guest exchange, which is a subreddit on Reddit. And I asked for other hobby podcasters that they were interested to come on. What inspired you to reply to that? Well, I think that I don't know if you can watch our first episode, you can see how I was speaking. (laughs) I think I've improved quite a bit. So I've definitely been trying to reach out to fellow podcasters and see if I can have chats and build those skills of (laughs) podcasting. Okay. Well, there's a lot of communities out there. Better Podcasting is one. You're welcome to come into our Discord server at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. Talk away, ask away. We're not the only ones in there. There's a lot of other experienced podcasters in there and new podcasters. The one thing that I've learned is that us old podcasters get set in our way sometime and we're hesitant to try something new. But if somebody new comes in and says, hey, have you guys tried this? Some of the times it's like, yeah, we've been there. We've done that. We, we've moved on from that. And some of the times it's like, no, I haven't heard about that. What do you got there? <laughs> it's great to be in a podcast community like that. Our podcasting subreddit also is like that. So, but it's, it's more real conversation in the discord server, which is why I like it so much and why everybody in there likes it so much as well. So other than your speech, what do you think you've improved with your show since the beginning? I, myself, you probably have different things you think you improved on. I think I've just been more comfortable saying what I'm thinking if that makes sense. Like not second guessing yourself. Yeah. Not second guessing and actually like formulating your ideas properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't come out and spewing in a bunch of random order. Yeah. And this past week we also refilmed our trailer for the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our original trailer was five and a half minutes long. <laughs> and so we cut that down to about a minute now 50 seconds 50 yeah. seconds so we significantly improved i think our capacity to explain what our podcast is and quickly introduce ourselves instead of rambling for a very long period of time and i also made a new intro for our videos that plays with mm. it in youtube 
and did new music and then the new intro and we loved our original intro and then when we watched the two of them side by side we're like holy smokes (laughs) did we (laughs) improve that a lot i can't believe we thought the old one was as spectacular as it was but i'm sure a year from now we'll look at this one (laughs) and again think that it wasn't quite as great as we thought but for now we're loving it Gian, I took a look at it and I like it too. What tools did you use to put it together? Just Canva. Canva. Yeah. That yeah. seems to be like the, <laughs> the one that everybody recommends to start out with is Canva. I actually bought into the affinity line of tools and need to start looking in there for photo editing, graphical editing and stuff like that. But I haven't yet because I haven't had the time. So I'm yeah. looking forward to that. But yeah, it's great that you guys have improved over the course of what, a year? doing that that's yep i think it's pretty awesome we just filmed our 16th episode so yeah how did you learn how to podcast to begin with <laughs> we, we actually even before we did those three episodes we just sat there and just like read things to each other and tried commenting uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> julian initially wrote us a full podcast script Oh, yes. And it was so cute and so sweet. <laughs> and so then we just read the script to each other. And I mean, everything was there, like laughing, pausing. It was all in the script. <laughs> so you did so- a table read. That's pretty cool. <laughs> exactly. So we did that. And then immediately we're like, okay, <laughs> we can't script it out because that was one way too much work. And we, it didn't feel natural yeah, <laughs> to no. have that conversation like that. And so now we've started where we kind of just have like titles almost that bullet points direct yeah. us through the conversation that we're wanting to have. So there's at least a little bit of order and we know when it's coming to an end and we won't <laughs> miss things, but we don't have actual sentences that we're intentionally saying. <laughs> so I actually, I think that one. I don't know, it was like 4,000 words or something. Quite a long thing. And then the next one was like 2,500 and then went down. And then it's just like, it's not very much now. Now it's a few hundred words. Yeah. Outlining. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much what we would recommend on Better Podcasting, especially to be more conversational style and not seeming like you're reading something. Some people need to read it because of various things is you guys probably know, but the more you can get conversational and the more you can actually talk off the cuff and stuff like that, I think the listener appreciates that more Mm -hmm. unless they're really wanting some specific information because there are like medical, deep medical podcasts out there that want specific information and it's very boring, very dry, but you get it all out. Mm -hmm. I can see that too. I do now. I do because I find research articles. I'll read the short, I don't know, 150 words about the article because you don't want to, you want to articulate it properly, I guess. And then we like talk about it after. Mm -hmm. Okay. So talking about something fun, I think you are the only other podcasters I've ever met that have dared to do this. So I have to ask you, how was podcasting from a boat? Oh, <laughs> it was fun. That, that was, was really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're 
what's uh two hot takes they actually right before we posted they did this like barnyard thing yeah there's a podcast called two hot takes that we listened to and we had just come back from our camping trip and then they posted an episode and we saw it on their instagram and they were like filming in their barnyard and so we're yeah. like, are we on to like the next biggest trend of filming <laughs> podcasts in random places? <laughs> yeah, it was so fun, though. There was a little bit of audio issues, but it was actually fairly decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate to break your mojo there, but I did it way back in like 2016 or 2017. <laughs> so, yeah, I was there before it was cool. We actually filmed some uh audio tests like okay so you can podcast from a boat my family has a lake home up in wisconsin i went up there i got in the pontoon went into the middle of the lake so i wasn't in a canoe like you guys were which gets me a little worried about your podcast gear by the way but i was in a a pontoon and there's like boats that are going by like whizzing by it's around the fourth of july weekend so it was a very noisy time on the lake it wasn't just serene with nothing in the background kind of like what you guys did but yeah, it was it was kind of exciting. And everybody, my whole family is like, what did you just do? I said, I went to podcast on a boat. And they're like, why? I'm like, why not? <laughs> so yeah. that was kind of fun. Anyway, thanks for uh, doing that. that. That means I'm not crazy that other people are doing it as well. Yeah, I'm so glad that we both have done that. That's really quite a cool connection. We've been trying to think now of other places that we might want to do it. So yeah. once it's warm out here, we're thinking maybe to just go we live um, near this national urban park. So we're like, oh, maybe we'll just go find a nice spot in the woods and sit on our camping <laughs> chairs and film outside again. <laughs> so what gear do you use when you do record your show? So we have the two mics that are the Audio-Technica 2005. AT-2005. Yep. Yeah. And the h4n pro zoom recorder and um, obviously in the boat it runs on batteries so it actually worked quite well there and then we actually bought i think it was i don't know if you guys have best buy in the states there but oh yeah yeah best buy yeah that's headquartered in minnesota don't you know you betcha yeah I wasn't sure if it was a Canadian company or not, but <laughs> the future world, I think was an offshoot, but then they got bought out by Best Buy up there. Anyway, uh, my oh, co-host okay. Steven has told me all about it, <laughs> but yeah, they had uh, a kit on sale, came with the mics, the boom sticks, the recorder wasn't in it, but it had everything we needed and it was actually quite cheap. So we just went with that. We bought it on sale around Christmas time, right after we had filmed that previous podcast that I mentioned earlier. Well, you guys made some smart decisions. It's actually decent gear. And I know gear is more expensive in Canada than the United States Mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons, unfortunately. But Stephen talks about availability of gear all the time. Again, my Better Pockets co-host, he lives in BC. So, Oh, okay. He uh, tells me all the ins and outs of Canadian gear and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I, I got to say, that's not a bad choice. It might not be the, the choice that I would recommend to somebody brand new, but it, it's not a bad choice at all. It's all gear that we have recommended on Better Podcasting before. So that's pretty cool. How do you take your video now? We actually just use an iPhone. 
just so I can get it out there to the audience. Which iPhone are you using? <laughs> um, now I just bought Gianna an iPhone 11 Max. All right. You haven't filmed with it yet. But, he just got it yeah. for me. The week. other ones, like if you look in our podcast, maybe you'll think otherwise, but it's a iPhone XR, whatever from 2018. It still films fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've filmed some stuff with uh, iPhone 6, iPhone 8, and you know, as long as you can get the 4K or or pretty good 1080 mm-hmm. video, I think that works just fine. So I like it. <laughs> I like what you're doing. Yeah, a lot of people come into the R podcasting subreddit and they say, I'm, I need a video show. What cameras do I need to buy? Mm-hmm. And I have a budget of $200. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Just use your phone. Yeah. I'm assuming you have, if you are interested in podcasting, you're probably listening to podcasting. You probably have some sort of smartphone. Just use your phone mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. Nobody has said, I don't have a phone. Now, we do have somebody that better podcasting audience that doesn't have a smartphone. So I can't say everybody, but. Most people that are interested in starting a podcast have a smartphone. So just if you absolutely have to do video, I would say do that. And we described before that the reason to do video is to get those social sharing clips mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to do video on a podcast. No, You can just do audio. It's going to be a lot simpler for you. I guarantee you. And you'll be just fine. But if you want those social sharing, having that video to ad is pretty good so okay if you could have told yourselves one thing and i'll let you both go so you can both have your one thing if you could have told yourselves one thing to make it easier to start podcasting before you started what would you have told yourself you go first (laughs) (laughs) lower my expectations i think i think at the start we had yeah we had some very high expectations, which it's kind of ironic because this is pretty much probably every new podcaster, unless you have some professional experience, it's not going to be the highest quality you'll ever produce right off the bat. But then we had this idea in our head that we we're going to make the best podcast ever with our first episode. <laughs> and then we're, I was disappointed a little bit in, I thought we did good. But looking back now, I can see that it wasn't as good as I thought it would. It was, if that makes sense. Yeah, before Gianna goes, I'll just let you know the first episode of Better Podcasting. Now, Stephen and I had not only podcasted before hundreds of episodes, but we had podcasted together before. So we step in and do episode one of Better Podcasting. And afterwards, we're both like, what was that? We, we, we can do better. We, we have this. We've done this before. We need to capture that. What did we do wrong? What did we do right? And we just both came to the conclusion that, okay, this is just a new show. We were just both excited and nervous about it. And we were doing it kind of in a slightly different format. We had started to integrate video before with the Gonna Geek show, which we both did before together. But we had not done this format before, or the format that we use on Better Podcasting. So after episode one, we're like, We've done this before. And we even were like, no, this, no. So absolutely, anytime you do a first episode, no matter how experienced you are, it's not going to be your best work. And if it is, you are somebody amazing with a lot of training. So just wanted to say that before Gianna went that 
yes, I understand everybody. It, it's amazing what's coming out of your mouth because it's like your podcast consultants yourselves because <laughs> it's just so good. So Gianna, what's your one thing? Yeah, that's a really great question that I think could be answered in a lot of different ways. But what's coming to my mind right now is having grace with myself and letting myself be a little bit freer. So before we did this, any kind of content that I was producing before was always for academia, government work, policy stuff. So very strict guidelines, very professional. And this was the first thing that I've ever done where it was just creative and for fun. (laughs) But I struggled getting into that mindset at the start and had a lot of pressure on myself of wanting to produce something that my colleagues and my classmates, my professors, whoever, if they came across it, that they would be, wow, I'm impressed. She (laughs) sounds as smart here as she does in the classroom or the office. (laughs) And so I had to kind of get over that barrier and let myself be a little bit freer and say, okay, I can also just be Gianna here. <laughs> I don't need to have all of these different different hats on during the podcast. Yeah, that's interesting that you say all that because I am a rocket scientist. I'm a professional. I've been in the industry, in the rocket science industry, the aviation industry for decades. And I have a reputation, I would hope, within that industry that I would uphold. So when I started podcasting, I'm like, uh, and it's geeky subjects too. I'm like, oh, they're going to think I'm a nerd, a geek, something like that. But nobody's said anything bad about it at all. Matter of fact, I think I've been very professional. I'll give you an anecdote there. When we first went to work from home, we got on a, I think it was a zoom call. We got on a collective zoom call as everybody was doing back then the office. Uh, I forget like 20 of us or whatever got on a call. And everybody was just amazed at my setup because I had the microphone and everything. I took the mic flag off, but I had the microphone and everything. I sounded perfect. I had the earphones on and everybody's like, SP, what is that? What do you do? (laughs) And I'm like, well, you know, VO and podcasting and stuff. You guys know this. I told you, like, we had no idea. What is that microphone? How expensive is that microphone? Can I get that (laughs) microphone sort of thing? I'm like, well, gear availability is difficult right now, but you can still get it. It's expensive. So here you go. So they were impressed at my setup at that point in time. They're like, is this what you do? It, it was it was funny when the work from home thing started because everybody was like learning how to do it. And Stephen and I were like, we've been doing this for years. <laughs> this is in our wheelhouse. We've got this. But yeah, I totally understand that wanting to be professional, but I also understand wanting to be personable wanting to show your personality, wanting to be a little freer and stuff like that, especially when I'm talking the geeky stuff like Star Trek or Marvel stuff. Or at the time I was podcasting on the DC universe with Arrow and stuff. So yeah, I, I really understand what you're saying. Again, you guys should be consulting. You guys should go on podcasting conferences and do a, <laughs> a little thing, which, oh, by the way, I was just going to say, as a husband and wife, we did have a question from our community over on our Discord server. Once again, that's betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. And one of our users from across the world, I believe it's in New Ze- he's in New Zealand. It might be Australia, but I think he's in New Zealand. He goes by Newsreel there. 
And he asked, what are some challenges in being a husband and wife combo? How do they keep household politics separate from podcast work? (laughs) Oh, it's actually easy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. People get annoyed with us because we don't really, uh, we don't really fight. We don't have household politics. Yeah. I guess we talk not to say we ignore situations. So it's actually, Mm -hmm. we like the banter back and forth. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's because (laughs) of the fields that we're both in that we just have fairly good communication skills with one another and we're both fairly patient. One thing that I will completely own onto myself is that I get a little bit stressed before recording an episode. So even though now I'm like starting to overcome that a little bit and Julian's been amazing at helping me to not feel as stressed before, but at least especially at the start, I would get quite like panicky (laughs) before starting to film. And so just any kind of, you know, noises or something or if like the light was off, I would just get like a little bit like, oh, I I don't know if I want to even film. (laughs) And so he was good at helping to make me feel more comfortable being on camera for this. So that was probably the biggest thing that we had to overcome was Mm -hmm. me maybe just feeling, especially because it is video as well. I don't know if I'd feel different if it was just audio, but there's something about And maybe it's also being like a woman and stuff of being filmed that I'm like, I don't like having my face out there so much for people (laughs) to be like looking at and judging. So that was something that we overcame. Yeah, I'm judged all the time when I shave off my beard, (laughs) (laughs) which actually happens soon. This is full disclosure. We're recording this on March 21st, every April 1st. It's not an April Fool's joke. It's just the calendar. April 1st, the beard comes off. October 1st, the beard starts coming back on. So it's six months on, six months off. It has to do with allergies. And oh, uh, then winter dryness. So it's back and forth. I actually prefer the beard. But yeah, our audience is all like, SP, put that beard back on. Put it back on. I'm like, I can't. I shaved it. It's gone. Yeah. The one thing I'm looking forward to with a kid is doing the whole beard shave thing. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, yeah. 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 And shock the kid. I'm definitely going to do that. (laughs) Yeah, my girls. So all my kids are over 20 and they're out of the house, really. But whenever I shave the beard, they're all like, Dad, (laughs) is that you? (laughs) Yeah, they go through it, too. People at work probably do it, too, but they're used to it now. We had another question from my co-host on the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. And Chris, he asked, And he's wanting to podcast with his wife, too, by the way. But he asked, do they have any worries that this show will negatively impact future employment? I think we we actually discussed prior to actually filming that you kind of censor what you're saying. And not like you have to be worried about what you're saying, but just like you're not going to negatively talk about anything that's going to impact you and it's a recorded show so like if we afterwards we think something was not proper i guess to say on it we've only done it once but we'll just take it out just cut the podcast a little bit but 
I don't think we're ever really talking about things that are <laughs> very controversial or yeah. It's mostly like the type if of anything, content. We're yeah. usually promoting content that's like trying to destigmatize stuff and create like safer, better spaces for people and putting more advocacy and resources to people with like mental health challenges. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's something that would be super concerning. I think maybe if there were category podcast or if it was an explicit podcast yeah if it i would was, feel differently <laughs> which we just wouldn't film some yeah. content like that anyways yeah. um so i think yeah we kind of just view it as we wouldn't really want to have conversations on the podcast that we wouldn't also want to have with like friends and family and people in public mm-hmm. so we're like if we're okay having these conversations with people in our general life then it should be okay yeah. putting it on the internet <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the whole point of the why part of the reason why we did it. Cause we had the conversations prior between ourselves and we're like, Oh, maybe other people will find it interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and for myself, I'm in a PhD program right now and I want to be a professor and continue doing research after. And so kind of in that field, your personality can have the potential to become an asset for you as well when it comes to hiring. So it's possible that, hey, maybe someone will like our podcast and think, oh, wow, she could be a really great professor and be an asset to our university because of this hobby (laughs) that her and her husband have. Okay. So what I'm hearing you guys saying is we stay away from the topics of maple syrup, beer, and hockey. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You do not want to reveal on the podcast what team you're rooting for. (laughs) Yeah, we're coming up on playoffs for the nhl too (laughs) i think the junior a's are coming up pretty soon too up in canada right the championships for them no idea yeah i actually don't you're you're gonna get us in trouble here now yeah i brought up the subject of hockey i'm sorry i'll cut that out i'll cut it we'll be fine Do you guys have any gripes with the podcasting industry or the infrastructure that's available to you for podcasting? With the industry, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You sound very passionate about this. I'm not sure where it's going. So I think it was actually during COVID when a lot of these major companies and very popular actors started making podcasts. You had all these like famous actors, been in a lot of movies. They started doing their podcasts because they're stuck at home too. But then when you look at the top, even the top, like say 50 podcasts that used to be actually really cool podcasts are starting to get filled up with these actors. It's kind of just a bunch of actors interviewing each other. Yeah. <laughs> Which obviously people are enjoying though. If, mm-hmm. you know, if lots of people are subscribing and leaving positive reviews for it. Mm-hmm. People are enjoying the content. But I think our concern when that was happening was just that it's kind of drowning out and limiting space. The, yeah. yeah. Um, or at least promotional space. Because it seemed like maybe platforms were promoting those podcasts more because there's the big names attached to it. Whereas it would be more difficult then for a smaller podcast to get discovered or be promoted. Wow. You guys, are you sure you didn't listen to the show beforehand? Because a lot of people, this is surprising me, actually. A lot of people are saying this. 
And from somebody that's been looking at the industry for a very long time, I can see it from my standpoint, mm -hmm. but it's surprising to me how many passion and hobby podcasters are bringing this up as a gripe for the industry of all these actors or professional people that are coming in and they're overtaking the space. And so there's less discovery of little known shows. Mm -hmm. So you guys are square on a path for <laughs> a lot of people. So it's not just you. There's a lot of, do you talk to people about this or just some, just something that you came up with on your own? We don't have any other podcast friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just mutter under my breath. <laughs> All right. Gianna, do you have anything else? Um, no, that's actually, kind of, that's where my brain was immediately going when you asked the question was just that I feel like, how do you compete with someone who's already a celebrity like that? Um, not that you need to compete directly with them, of course, but mm -hmm. mainly just that, yeah, it's exhausting when you're scrolling or when you're trying to, even just as a podcast consumer, when I'm looking through browsing and trying to find new podcasts I might be interested in. I'm just bombarded with all of these celebrity podcasts that I'm like, well, I like them in the movies, but I don't really care to listen to them just interview their friends about mm -hmm. being celebrities. And so yeah. it's harder to find those really unique niche podcasts to consume as yeah. well. Okay. And that applies to YouTube channels as well, by the way, because I watch a lot of sailing YouTube channels. And there are no celebrities doing a sailing. These are people that buy a sailboat and they fix it up and they cruise the world. And trust me, no celebrities are doing that. <laughs> but in the process, I picked up some other channels as well. And I'm a Marvel podcaster on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I podcast about uh, the movies. And one of my favorite characters is Captain Marvel. So Brie Larson is in there and I know she's kind of a controversial figure, but I'm like, okay, she started during the pandemic. She started a YouTube channel. So I'm like, subscribe. I got to tell you, I don't really watch a lot of her videos because I'm like drawn to the other independent content mm -hmm. instead. But the algorithm keeps wanting to show me, Hey, here's Brie Larson. Here's Brie <laughs> Larson. Here's Brie Larson. So yeah, I understand. You actually have to go and click the three dots and be like, don't want to see this content then it fixes the algorithm for you. Well, if I really didn't want to, I'd unsubscribe from her channel. So I kind of like it, but I'm like, show me other things as well. <laughs> Why don't you? Okay. All right. So what are some, I'll tell you what, what is one, you can each pick one. What is one, and it doesn't have to be the top one, but what is one favorite moment from your 16 episodes, from your show that you've recorded over the past year? Can you identify like just one thing that you'd say okay this is it doesn't have to be the favorite just the thing that's coming to your tip of your mind and i've stalled long enough so go ahead what is one of your favorite moments i want to answer first because i think julian will probably say the same thing <laughs> <laughs> just filming our episode in the canoe <laughs> that was honestly it just made it so much funner so much more real and it really got down to the core of, as we were discussing earlier, why we're doing this podcast and that it's for us to have that time together. And so it just felt like one of those, okay, this is a core memory <laughs> that we just made here that whether the podcast goes anywhere or not will be a fun thing that we'll show our kid one day. We'll be like, hey, we filmed the podcast <laughs> in a canoe. <laughs> like your parents are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I actually don't have the the same one as you. Okay. Um, I think my favorite moment is finishing that first episode. Right after, we're like, whew, we did it. We're <laughs> podcasters now. <laughs> yeah, talking about like the sailing YouTube channels, a lot of them are couples that eventually get married and then start to have kids. And they're showing their kids. I mean, they're being selective and everything, but they're showing their kids on the content as well. Because everybody wants to know, how is it sailing or cruising? That's what it's called, the cruising. How is it cruising with kids? And you see these kids grow up. So, yeah. One of the things that I've been thinking about as an older guy is when I'm gone, my kids, hopefully YouTube will be around. My kids can go back into my YouTube videos and say, that's dad. Wow. He actually said that about me? Really? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, So we've had some chatting going on in our chat for this live stream. So there's been some questions come up. You guys ready to answer some questions? You bet. All right. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. This is from Liberty Dude. He asked, what was the influence making you decide to do one episode a week? And do you think a once a week schedule should be the standard for new podcasters? I think you've answered some of this, but go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead, love. I think we just looked at the some of the most popular podcasts that we're posting once a week, and we're like, well, if we're going to make it, we got to kind of copy what they're doing. Otherwise, we want people to keep seeing our content, because if there's not going to be, if there's going to be one one-hour episode, they're just going to listen to it and stop listening. So that was kind of our idea, at least get a bunch of content out. But I don't think that should be the standard for new podcasters. <laughs> we actually, even so we decided to slow down on it. I did try to edit all the episodes and I kept track of how long it took me to edit episodes, to film all that stuff. And that was part of our decision on doing one episode a week. But then with everything that started happening in our life, not bad things, but it just, that time that we had allotted for the podcast shrunk. (laughs) So, yeah. Another thing I'll add to that is that we also partially made the decision from a consumer perspective. So a lot of the podcasts I follow, they upload three times a week, one time a week. Some are almost daily uploads. And so from the consumer perspective, especially as I always put a podcast on when I go to bed, when I'm folding laundry, doing dishes, all of those kind of things. So there's a lot of space that I feel listening to podcasts. And so I felt like, oh, I get kind of disappointed if someone I'm following on a podcast doesn't post very regularly because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I want more of your content. <laughs> I want to hear more of your thoughts and stuff. So I think we felt like, oh, we need to make sure we're giving enough to people so that they don't forget about mm-hmm. us essentially. Yeah. Like the out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of people recommend getting in a routine and weekly is generally advocated within the podcast consultants because they say you get into somebody's routine and they say, oh, it's Tuesday. I have this new episode of so-and-so that I should listen to. And if you're not there, then people tend to fill that with something else and they <laughs> don't listen to you as I was going to say, stop. They stop listening to you because they're listening to something else and they found that to fill that hole. I think in linear television, it's much the same way if you're watching a TV show, but yet 
you're like, eh, I don't like this. And there's something on at the same time, something else on at the same time. There's a famous case of where the Simpsons outdid the Cosby show eventually back in the eighties, early nineties or something like that. And that was a big thing that they finally put those two juggernaut shows and they were juggernaut shows at the time, head to head. And the Simpsons outbeat the Cosby show and Fox won and, and the Cosby show lost there. Then you just stop watching the Cosby show, right? In that case. Now, I, I realize now that there's been some things with the main actor for the Cosby show, so we won't address that. But that's just a famous case of you put a, another show against one show, and then one show wins, and one show loses, and then you move on. I think we're of the mindset now, because we don't have a big community, we're kind of just setting up, and we're just building a catalog of episodes. So if someone comes across it, they will have a few episodes to watch now. And it's not going to be the end of the world. I also like this has come up in the podcasting space too. And I'll just drop this here is there's been a thought process of doing three or four episodes or 10 episodes or whatever, and then dropping all of them. And the thought is that there's going to be content for somebody to go back and watch or listen to. I will counter with that. And I will say most people that watch or listen to a show will just listen or watch to the last episode. So they're never going to hear the episodes or watch the episodes that come before that. Now, your fervent fans will go back and catch it all, but you're not going to get everybody that subscribes to the show or follows the show to then listen or watch to everything. And the other thing is you don't get a chance to change. Like if somebody gives you feedback of you really need to stop doing this or I really want more of this, you have no opportunity to do that until you've now reached your final produced episode that you've been pre-produced or pre-packaged or whatever. So from that perspective, we generally say produce on whatever schedule that you've decided to produce on based on your three episodes and the amount of time it takes you to put those three or five or one episode together, your pre-episodes before you actually publish. So take some time to do that and then just do it on that schedule. And that will assist you in the long term. And then eventually you'll grow a back catalog and people will go back and get it. But if you want people to catch you from the beginning, then our recommendation is not to put out multiple shows at once. I think that's, we didn't like, we just pre-filmed and then released them one by one. Mm -hmm. But I also heard that advice too. And it was the same reason why we didn't, is that we wouldn't get any we wouldn't learn from it. Even though we had pre-filmed them though, because we yeah, were in yeah. Alberta. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's also advice as well. If you want to stay in a regular release to pre-film, I will say that's one of the things that we've been talking about better podcasting is we have always pre-filmed uh, for off weeks because we're a weekly show, better podcasting. Mm-hmm. Most of my shows are weekly shows, but we're a weekly show and better podcasting. And in December, we're like, oh, we need to pre-film some or record some episodes so that in the off weeks people have something to listen to well there's a few things wrong with that first of all there is a downtrend in listening at the later part of the year because people get busy doing other things and so Mm -hmm. listenership goes down slightly it's something that we've noticed over the years the decade or so that we've been podcasting it's not an isolated thing so that's one thing another thing is you're busy doing other things during that time frame and oftentimes some of the shows are holiday themed episodes And one of the things that we've run into is 
they take more time to produce. So not only are you filming in advance and taking more time to do it, but you've also got the holiday stuff, the extra stuff that comes around that time of year. In, in addition to illnesses that happen that time of year, you know, flu season, whatever. So we have decided this year, and I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but we have decided to take more time off at the end of the year and not necessarily pre-record as many episodes because we're going to have fun and we're going to have our sanity and we're yeah. going <laughs> to enjoy the holidays. So mm-hmm. that's what we're, what our plans are going into this holiday for sure. I don't think it's as fun to pre-recording episodes. Because they, they go up like our first couple episodes we filmed and then posted it a month and a half later. And it wasn't as fun as filming than posting it because the stuff you're talking about is re- uh, current, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's been the fun for us with Strange New Worlds right now, uh, Picard Season 3. We've been recording the episodes. I get them out as soon as I can. And we get the feedback from the entire fandom and mm-hmm. our audience on stuff that we post. So that's contributes to the fun as well yeah. i have a couple more questions one from liberty dude do you find doing an audio only podcast limits the reach of your content yeah so we kind of touched on this earlier i suppose since ours isn't audio only but the reason really that it's not audio only is so that we can get those clips for social media just to try to get other people maybe seeing the podcast, but I don't think that if you did choose to do audio only, that it would be a total downside because as SP has mentioned earlier, it would be a lot easier to just Mm do audio only. And I'll even mention that the social media side can be really time consuming when you're trying to get people there. So not that we've like, been super active on our social media either but i know that creating that content takes quite a bit of time especially when you're trying to deal with the video clips as well so i think if you're wanting to go an audio only route especially Mm -hmm. at the beginning and then maybe later on you want to include videos or do something kind of like sp does where it's audio only but they do still take some of their video clips for social media, but overall it's only released in an audio version. Maybe you'll have a different opinion on this, but another reason we wanted the video is for YouTube. But I think if we didn't have video and we've kind of just talked about it, we decided against it is that you can still post the audio on YouTube. And our reasoning is that, we that's just another platform another major platform and we want to get it out to as many platforms as possible yeah there's been two major shifts in the podcast industry in the last couple of weeks first of all anchor has now become spotify for podcasters and as i understand it you host on anchor now spotify for podcasters right so that's been a shakeup in the industry we're still learning more and more about that and what it really means and everything Mm -hmm. i don't think it really changes anything for Anybody that's hosting on there, other than you're no longer hosting on Anchor, it's now called Spotify for Podcasters. The other major change that's happened and happening actually, because the transition isn't full, is that YouTube and YouTube Music has said we will start showing podcasts. Now, it's interesting because their definition and thus the definition of podcast question that I asked before the definition of podcast for YouTube is completely different than anybody else in the industry. 
I think it's just another place for people to consume content. Now, there's two ways that people that do talking head shows, which is basically what we both do, have done videos. First of all, they do a static image. It's called a static image. So they do a static image show where they record the audio and then they put a static image up on top and they just play it. Now, for the video consumer on YouTube, that's not great because nobody really wants to watch a static image, (laughs) but there's been a bunch of people with like YouTube premium that can shut down their phones and listen to it as they go on. So they don't care if it's a static image or not. So there is a market for that, but it's not huge. Most of the people that go to YouTube actually want to see some sort of a video, even if it's talking head video. So there's that. But now they have this thing where a playlist can be called a podcast. And again, it hasn't all been rolled out yet. So I can't tell you for sure at this time what's going to happen there. But they are calling, uh, if you click a box or whatever, it's available. I haven't seen it. I haven't gone in the back end and seen it. But they can call a playlist a podcast and then promote it as such, even though it's just a YouTube playlist. It would also make it available on YouTube Music, we've heard, but nobody's seen their show on YouTube Music as I record this. From that perspective, I think the value is getting into the YouTube search algorithm so that Google SEO, basically, but it still is an algorithm. So it's still based on, okay, is this interesting to people? If it's (laughs) recommended to people, are they going to click on it? That sort of thing. So yes. From a search standpoint, it's another place to be available. And if you're growing your show, you should be in all places. But I wouldn't expect the world from it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and talking about that, Bandrew Scott, who runs the Podcastage YouTube channel, mentioned that I'm glad you mentioned that, SP. I'm in this chat to ask you, would you like <laughs> to watch a Brie Larson's new video? Uh, no, Bandrew, right now I'm podcasting. So no, we'll have to wait for that later. <laughs> He does ask some questions for you, though. He says, do you know of any psychology research on media consumption habits? How long does the average consumer remember you or your show without an episode? Do they forget after two weeks, four weeks, eight weeks? That's a good question. And if you don't know the answer, I'd love to see your research on it when you uh, go and look it up afterwards. Yeah, my immediate response to that was, let's do an episode on it. (laughs) All right, Andrew, you got your uh, wish there. They're going to do an episode. I will pass that whole question on to them. (laughs) All right. I've kept you guys for an hour. Thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. This was a really fun conversation, and I feel like we've learned so much in it with you. Yeah, we'll take some of those steps home. Yeah. All right. If somebody wanted to check out Psychology with my wife, where would they go? Well, you can basically just go anywhere. You can go on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Instagram. The only one we're not active on is TikTok. I haven't been able to get myself on TikTok yet, but I think maybe one day I will. I don't know. Have you guys considered buying the URL psychology with my wife? No. I never even... Did Did you search it and see if it's available? Or, no, no, it's something that we recommend on Better Podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Bandrew would recommend it too, that you should buy your URL and then point it somewhere. So even if you don't have a website, you can just point it to, you can find me here and it will automatically like go to your YouTube channel or your 
your anchor page, your Spotify for mm-hmm. podcasters page, something like that. So it's a landing page for your content that then you could put contact information for other places. Mm-hmm. So it's generally what we recommend. So I was just wondering if you had explored that or not. I looked into it. Okay. Obviously n- not that much actually <laughs> about like kind of having a, a page well for each of us actually, and then linking the podcast there. Cause we do have, at some point intending to have other content. So I don't know if that, but you have to pay a monthly uh, fee for that. So it's, an, well, you can buy it for more than just annual, but uh, hover is a Canadian company, for example, H O V E R.com. And they're a domain registry. So you could buy your URL there and then you could forward it to wherever you want to. So you don't really need to buy a website. Mm-hmm. like Squarespace or something like that. You can just buy the URL and they used to be $12 a month here for, in the United States. I think they've increased to like $16 a month. I don't know what that equates to in Canada. I don't know since it's a Canadian company, if y'all get a discount up there or not, I don't know, but that that's just an example. There are other domain registries mm-hmm. to use as well. I was just using hover because you guys are in Canada. It's a Canadian yeah. company. I didn't know if that would be of interest to you or not, but you, you can do that. Also there's privacy involved in every single hover domain that you can get use as well like where you know your contact information is hidden mm. from the general public so a lot of other domain registries use that but that was one of the hover keys back in the day that it was just automatic so i don't know you can you can try it you can look into it see if it fits or not but in the meantime you can go to wherever podcasts are and you can search for psychology <laughs> with my wife <laughs> I think we have we have a Facebook page too. You can go check us out there. Yes, and we will shortly have an episode on mental capacity coming out. So, <laughs> Liberty Dude says not per month per year. So it's sixteen. I, th- I might have said sixteen dollars per month. It's sixteen dollars per year. So oh, it's, it's really okay. low cost. That is a lot cheaper. I was thinking, geez, I don't know if I can pay that much just let it sit there <laughs> yeah now web hosting might be a little bit more like if you get a web page and you do it yourself mm-hmm. or whatever but just the url itself is, is okay. pretty pretty low and uh they also said thank you very much for coming on you're absolutely delightful and great conversation this week thank you all for sharing your time with us thank you liberty dude and bandrew <laughs> thank you very much this is fun it's an awesome uh, community on here yeah thank you and thank you for coming on Thanks for spending your time with Julian, Gianna, and myself for the past hour. If you like content like this, please subscribe to the Better Podcasting YouTube channel and like the video and ding that bell. Or if you are listening to the audio version, give Better Podcasting Chats with SP a follow on your favorite podcatcher app. Stephen and I would greatly appreciate it. If you'd enjoyed hearing me on this show, I have some other podcasts you might be interested in. On Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., the agents and I reviewed the first two Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur episodes on podcast episode 465, which is available now, so go check that out. Stephen and I recorded a fun Better Podcasting live chat last week that is now available for download or viewing as episode 46. And my side gig, my hustle, continues as I guest host on the Strange New Worlds fancast with Shannon and Jake. We've been covering the Picard final season three episodes, and it's mid-season right now. After a completed five episodes, the final season of the TNG crew is shaping up excellently, and I'm happy to be along the ride, which started in 1987. 
Now, tomorrow night, Stephen and I will be recording episode 47 of Better Podcasting Live Chat. And for this show, Better Podcasting Chats with SP, next week, I'm scheduled to chat with Joey from the Affable Chat Podcast. In the meantime, join the podcasting conversation on our Discord server, betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. You can find both Stephen and myself there every day. See y'all next time. Bye.